Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Um, sorry, I was just adjusting my camera so that the light levels were correct. Uh, welcome to this English lesson. I'm Bob the Canadian, like I just said, and uh, we are out here uh, in nature. Um, there will be a lot of bird sounds if I stop talking. Not sure. I can hear about four different birds. I'm not sure if you can hear that many birds. Adjusting my camera. I just want to make sure that my uh, audio is working. Let me just check that. I'm Bob the Canadian, like I just said. It looks like it. I'm a little nervous today because I've tried out some new settings on my camera. So instead of streaming at a lower quality, I have increased the quality a little bit um, and I hope it works good for you. Anyways, welcome to this live English lesson. Many people before we started were in the chat saying hi. That was awesome. It was nice to say hi to you. Um, and some people were asking, what is the topic for today? On Saturdays, uh, when I have a live lesson, there is no topic. There is, however, uh, questions that you can ask using the form that either Todd or Dave will share in the chat. Uh, and I will answer as many questions as I can from uh, all of you. Uh, one question per person though, uh, about the English language. I'll do my best uh, to try and explain some uh, of the crazy and weird aspects of the English language. Please, um, please use the chat for conversation. <laughs> um, Learn American English with this guy, uh, his name's Brent by the way, says uh, teaching is all about taking risks, nicely done. Well, I'm nervous to stream at a higher quality. I hope I don't have any errors. I hope that that helps you see even more of the beauty around me. Please use the chat for conversation. Please use the link from Todd or Dave to ask your question, um, but it is good to see all of you here. Uh, let me get to the first question. I know there will be one. There's already five. There's usually a lots of question. Uh, lots of questions when I get started. Ying says, greetings from Taipei. Hello, Ying. Um, do we say there, there are no chairs, there is no chair here, or there are no chairs here? Let me see. I would say there is no chair here. If someone said, go sit in the chair in that room, I would say there is no chair here. Um, or if they said, go find one, go find a chair, I might walk in and say, there are no chairs here. So those, both those sentences are correct uh, and you could use either. Let's see here. Um, did I get to the second question? What are power bank and portable chargers? So there's a lot of names for things that hold electricity for us. Uh, a portable power bank is like, it looks like a brick and you can charge it up and then later you can use it to charge your phone. Um, a power adapter though is a little bit different um, or a portable charger. Yeah, I'm not sure we use portable charger. We usually use power adapter. Um, if you watch my video on electricity, you will see some of that information there. Let me get to the next question though. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ahmad says, hi, Bob, our beloved teacher, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about making conversations with your family members uh, for everyday English? So I have two brothers and two sisters. My younger brother actually has almost the same voice as me. So when I talk and when my younger brother talks, we sound the same. So I would love to have my brother be on one of my live streams. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, those plans are kind of on the side right now. So maybe someday someone from my family besides Jen will be in one of my videos. Uh, let me see here. Ruslan has the next question. Um, 
Ruslan says, hello, teacher Bob. It's very nice to see you again. You are so kind. You are such a kind and positive person. Could you explain the meaning of the phrase, it was off the cuff? Thank you. So when you do something off the cuff, it means you do it without doing any planning. So let's say um, you're out with some friends and you were going to go see a movie and then all of a sudden just off the cuff someone said let's go out to a restaurant instead. So it means to make a decision uh, with very uh, little planning. Um, you know I would probably use the phrase spur of the moment instead. Um, let's see. Um, let's go to the next question. Dikshanch. <laughs> I'm already laughing at Deekshanch's question. Deekshanch always has good questions. Um, Deekshanch says, do you know about the new phrase, okay boomer? Yes, I do. Um, that young people use to mock older people. Is it rude? Yeah, it's, it's definitely rude. Uh, it is, to me, it's a funny phrase though, because I like technology a lot. So I have a lot of familiarity with technology. And so I feel like I understand some of the frustrations that younger people have with older people. I'm kind of in the middle. So the baby boomers are the generation ahead of me in North America. I'm kind of in the middle and then there's a younger generation. So I kind of get to watch the younger people make fun of the older people. And it does make me smile a little bit because I actually like people that have a little bit of a rebellious spirit in them. I like people who sometimes question authority and those kinds of things. It makes me smile. I think it shows spirit and energy when young people question older people in a respectful way, of course. So, but still when people say, okay, boomer, I do, uh, I do smile. Uh, next question from Eugene from Kharkov. Hello, Mr. Bob. How are you? My question is, why do you use the word or instead of and in sentences like he left without money and food? Thank you so much. Um, it's tricky to explain that quickly. Um, generally, and is inclusive. So I have a hat for some reason and a mug. Um, but when I go in the house, I can decide I'm, if I'm going to take the mug in or the hat. So when you use or, it's exclusive. When you use and, it's inclusive. So if I say I might go to a movie with my brother or sister, it means I'm probably going to go with one or the other. If I say I'm going to go to a movie with my brother and sister, it means I'm going with both of them. Uh, let's see. Um, there's literally five different birds. I can hear a morning dove. I can hear Canadian geese. I think I hear sparrows or finches. I can't name them all. Um, let's get to the next question though. Enough bird talk from Bob the Canadian. Nathan GR. Hey teacher Bob, how are you? Um, I have two unusual words. Uh, stalactites and stalagmites. Thanks in advance. So one is the thing that comes from the top of the cave and one comes from the bottom of a cave. You'll need to look these up to know which is which. I actually don't know. Maybe Todd uh, or Dave could look up and tell us the difference between stalactites and stalagmites and I hope I'm saying them correctly. Uh, let me clean up my questions here uh, and we'll get to the next one. Um, from the tally Vitaly says, Vitaly Smirnov, hello teacher, How, how's it going? There's a glare on my screen. You know when something shines on something reflective, so it's a little hard for me to see the questions. Hello teacher, how's it going there? Why don't you wear that blue shirt today? Actually, this shirt is a little bit blue. 
it just doesn't have a collar and because it's Saturday I thought I should relax a little bit and just wear a t-shirt and a jacket outside instead um, let me see uh, have a great weekend you too Vitaly for sure uh, next question Sala let me just scroll down here Salah says, Salah Abid, do you want to host foreign students? Um, what are the disadvantages or advantages of the host family? So what you're talking about, what um, Salah is talking about is when you come to Canada or when you come to America to study at a high school, you can stay with a Canadian family or American family and they are called your host family. So what Salah is asking is, do Jen and I ever want to have international students live in our home? We might. Right now, we have too many of our own children, um, but someday as our kids get older and start to move out, we might open up our home and have international students live with us. Um, the advantage is that you get a little bit of money, like they pay rent. Um, there's no real disadvantages unless maybe you don't get along. So we'll see, someday, maybe, maybe not. Let's see. Uh, Alina has the next question. Uh, let me get that pasted into the chat. Alina says, hi teacher Bob, what phrases should I use if I see a friend eating something yummy and I want him to share it with me? You could say, mmm, that looks good. Could I have a little bit? Or, mmm, that looks tasty. Could I try some? Or, mmm, that looks really good. Are you gonna share? So all of those would be kind of cute little ways to ask. Uh, if someone who is eating something yummy wants to share it with you. If I see a friend eating... So just a quick question. Does the stream seem to be working pretty good so far? Maybe Todd or Dave could let me know. Um, maybe Todd or Dave, if you could go full screen, uh, set it to 1080p and see if it's actually streaming well. Do the right-click stats for nerd right on the video and tell me, give me a thumbs up if it's working good. Let me go on to the next question though. Enough technical stuff. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Uh, Jalen says, Hi Bob, would you recommend some websites and reading that can let us read two or three things every day to improve writing and reading skills? So, I don't know if Duolingo has podcasts in English. I know Duolingo has podcasts in French. Um, I think I should probably double check that for a sec. Um, but Duolingo is a great website to practice your English. And they recently, in the last year, uh, added podcasts. And I'm just checking right now to see if they're available in English. Um, no, sorry, Spanish or French. So never mind. <laughs> there are no podcasts there. Um, so I'll just go back to my standard recommendation that you read the news in English and then watch the news in English. Um, other than that, Oh, thanks, Todd. Todd says everything looks good. Other than that, um, just read as much as you can. Read books, uh, read the news, um, read things that you enjoy, but also read things you don't enjoy. That's really important when you're reading. Um, let's say you love sports and you always read the news about sports in English. You should also read the other parts of the newspaper um, because if you only read the things you like, you'll only learn the things you like. Um, Mary has the next question. Uh, anyways, let me back up. Sorry I didn't have more recommendations, but hopefully you can find some cool things to read in English. Mary, hello teacher Bob. Hope you're having a nice day. Yes, I am having a nice day. Um, 
Is there any difference between the words blurred and blurry if we describe a picture, for example? So uh, we would almost always use blurry, like, oh, you took that picture and it's all blurry. Like, oh, this picture's not in focus, it's blurry. Um, when you say blurred, it's kind of an active way of describing it. So if I have a picture in a photo editing program, I can make it blurred, okay? Or I could make it blurry. Yeah, I could blur it out. So interesting, uh, there is some overlap there. I would use the word blurry most of the time. So if I'm too close to the camera, it will be blurry. So um, usually we use the word blurred when we say something gets blurred out. So maybe in a video, there's something people don't want you to see, so they will it will be blurred out. Um, so they will make it blurry. Oh, I hope that made sense. That was a lot of me explaining something and hopefully making a little bit of sense. Hey, um, just a quick recap here. You are watching me teach English. I am Bob the Canadian. If you're new here, there is a link right there. Uh, or sorry, there is a button right there you can use to subscribe to my channel. If you want to see what my videos look like, Nightbot has just shared a link to one of my normal Tuesday videos. Um, I think that one's about stores and shops. If you want to support my channel, you can click the join button below and you can help me to do this. Um, my plan is to do more YouTube and to keep doing YouTube. Uh, and when people support me, it helps me uh, just have more time to do this well. So thank you to everyone who supports the channel. Uh, you get your name in green, you get a crown, all that fun stuff. But let's get back to the questions because that's what we're all here for. Uh, let me just clear these up. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed, the sun has come out behind me. Uh, it's starting to look really, really nice. Next question is from Margaretha. Hi, Teacher Bob. Hi, Margaretha. Um, please explain the difference between the expressions to put it mildly and to say the least, thank you. Thanks, best wishes from Ukraine. So they're, they're kind of like intro phrases, filler phrases. Um, but uh, if you say to someone, wow, like if someone got in a car accident and the car was undrivable, <clears throat> You might say, wow, that car's got a bit of a dent in it. And someone might respond and say, well, that's putting it mildly. So basically, the damage is way worse. So you're kind of understating the damage, the opposite of exaggerating. Um, and then your other one is, to say the least, similar. Um, I can't think of a quick example for that phrase, but um, it's when you say the minimum for something. I think that's how I would describe that. But mostly those are... Um, they're not filler, but they're kind of connecting phrases that we use when we're talking about something. Uh, let me see here. Sam says, hi, Teacher Bob. It's Sam from Taiwan. Hi, Sam. Sam says, my son wants to, wants to thank you for teaching his dad. Well, it is no problem. Uh, hi, Sam's son. I hope you're doing well if you are watching this. And Sam, thank you very much for uh, having your son thank me. That is very awesome. Or for letting your son thank me. Um, let's see. Matt, if I read an article and find a new vocabulary word, should I look it up right away or ignore the new word and keep on reading? It's always confusing to me. Notice I made a lot of corrections when I read that, Matt, so please re-listen to that. Um, so two things. You should kind of switch back and forth between how you read. Sometimes when you read, you should look up every word you don't know. 
But other times you should read and you should just power through or keep reading without looking up words. Both types of reading have value. The best kind of reading is when you find something that's exactly the right level where it's easy enough to understand, but there's enough new words that you're also learning new words at the same time. But it's, it's hard to find that kind of reading sometimes. So I do recommend that you read and look up every word sometimes. And then other times when you read, just read and don't look up the words till you're done. And both have value uh, when you are learning English. Um, let's see here, Fabio has the question, uh, what does catch 22 mean? It's a situation where no matter what decision you make, it's gonna turn out badly. Um, I can't think of one right now, um, but it's from a book called Catch-22, I believe. Is it Joseph Heller that wrote it? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it is a, a way to describe a situation where no matter what you do, uh, it's gonna end up badly. It's an older phrase. We don't use it as much anymore, but uh, it is true. Um, so Panos has the next question. Hello, teacher Bob. What is the difference between precondition? There's a little spelling mistake there, by the way. Precondition and prerequisite. So before you are able to do something, there might be things you have to do first, and those would be preconditions or prerequisites. So if you want to take, let's say you take English class number one at school and you wanna take English class number three, you can't take English class number three until you take number two, because number one and two are prerequisite classes before you can take number three. Um, and then a precondition is similar, but just applies to things outside of school. So um, like a precondition to driving on the road is you need insurance. You can't drive a car on the road unless you have insurance for the vehicle. So that's a precondition, we would say. Um, let me just check that though. Does precondition also means has a medical feeling uh, or a medical aspect as well? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I think that explanation was good. Let's see, Alex from Brazil. Alex says, hello, Bob. Hi, Alex. <laughs> um, how are you doing? In, in the Canadian accent, what's the difference in pronunciation of the words house and hose? Thank you. So I live in a house. When I need to water plants, I use a hose. So I live in a house. When I want to water my plants, I use a hose. Hopefully you heard both of those there. Uh, Tufam has the next question. Tufam says, how can I pronounce creative um, with both American accent and British accent? So I can only tell you how I pronounce it and I say creative. Um, one of my kids is very creative. They like to paint pictures, so they are a very uh, they are a very creative person. So that's how I would say the word creative. Um, let me clean up the questions here, everybody. Let's see here. <clears throat> From Tom, the next question. Tom says, hi, teacher Bob. My question is, what is the difference between these two sentences? Um, she lives by herself in that room and she lives herself in that room. Thank you. So the second phrase is simply uh, they're not the same. The first phrase, she lives by herself in that room, simply means that she does not have any roommates. She doesn't live with her husband. She is all alone. The second one 
simply means I think you're emphasizing. So she lives, let me just scroll back to see it. She lives herself in that room. We wouldn't really use the second sentence. I'm gonna just say that the second sentence um, would not be very common and we wouldn't use it very much. So uh, let me see here. Uh, I do wanna shout out to uh, Sean from Free99 English who's in the chat. Hi, Sean, hope things are going well. And I wanted to mention on behalf of Sean, Sean's a Canadian as well. He's on the east coast of Canada. Uh, and Sean uh, made a lot of really good English lessons up until a couple months ago. But then about two, three weeks ago, he started making more English lessons on his channel. So if you do check out Free99 English, uh, have a look over there. Say hi for me uh, to Sean in the chat or in the comments. Um, but he is a cool guy. Do you know, Sean was, where are we, Sean? May, May 16th. So. If there was no COVID-19, Sean would actually be sitting here in two weeks because we had planned to do a collaboration. So, uh, Sean, maybe we should just try to do it on Zoom. We'll figure something out. But yes, Sean was going to come to Toronto to visit some of his family. And then during his trip, he was going to stop by the farm uh, and we were going to do a live stream together. But it never happened. So sad, sad face. I'll put a sad face in the chat there we go sad face Sean uh, we'll do that we'll still do that someday uh, let's see here next question is from Fatma Ibrahim can I call you or can, or you can check my English channel to check my pronunciation please I'm an English teacher from Egypt I'm not a native um, I, I will have a look but I can't promise uh, that I'll have a lot of time to look at it I'm a really busy person so sometimes it's challenging for me to find the time to do things like that so no promises but if I remember I will have a look uh, let me see here Dennis Welker has the next question or is it Denis? I'm not sure if it's the French pronunciation. Hello, yes, I was going to travel to Ontario. I'm sad it's not happening. Sorry, Sean, yes, someday. Um, Denny Welker, hi, Bob. What's the difference between all day and the whole day? So yesterday, I laid around all day. Yesterday, I laid around all day. I was lazy yesterday. First of all, that's not true. I didn't lay around all day yesterday. But you can use both of those phrases um, exactly the same way. They mean the same thing, um, for sure. Sometimes we just say all day long as well. Um, let me see here. Like, I, I worked all day long. There's no reason to say all day long. You could just say all day. Uh, but sometimes we like to add extra words uh, <laughs> in English. English is the best language for adding extra words when you don't need them. So, um, Arena from Ukraine. Hi, Bob. Please explain the difference between resigned and retired, stripe and streak. Thanks in advance. So, when you resign from a job, it means that you quit. So, maybe you're only 30 years old and you have a really good job, but you don't like it. You might resign. So, that means you would give your boss a letter saying, that you don't want to work there anymore. When you retire, you're usually 60 or 65, sometimes even 70 now, and you uh, stop working because you don't plan to work anymore. You are retiring. Um, and your next question was, let's see, stripe. I don't know if you could see it, but this coat has a little gray stripe here. Um, and when we use the word streak, you might say, oh, I have a little a streak of gray in my hair. Okay, so they're similar things. A stripe is usually a straighter line, but just think of it this way. There's a stripe on my jacket and I have a streak of gray in my hair. 
by the way, I have more than a streak of gray in my hair. I have quite a bit of gray uh, in my hair. Um, and um, just a quick question. I think the stream technically is working well. Um, just let me know in the chat. Um, if things look good, just say looks good in the chat. That would be awesome. Uh, Joe from China says, let's see here. I have to get this pasted in. Joe from China. Thank you, Bob. I am curious how long you you have spent to speak French fluently because I've studied English for three years and speaking is still very difficult. Um, so here's the thing. Canadians start learning French when they are six years old, even if they are English speakers. But you only learn a little bit of French. So you learn your colors, your days of the week. Um, you learn about how to say il fait beau uh, and those kinds of things like it's nice outside. Um, so from grade one to grade eight, from grade from age six to 13, you actually learn uh, quite a bit of French vocabulary. You don't learn how to speak French, but you learn a bit of vocabulary. Then in high school, you can study French as well. And by the end of grade 12, you have a pretty good handle on French. So when you're done high school as an English speaking Canadian, you have about a thousand hours of French language study that you've completed. And so if you go and live in a place like Quebec for six months or a year, you, you can become fluent very, very quickly because you have a really good base. So it's hard for me to say. Um, I studied French in university as well. And then I lived in Quebec for a little while uh, to perfect my French. So it's really hard to say. I have a lot of hours of French and I'm a little embarrassed because even though I'm a French teacher, my French is not perfect. Um, even though I know the French word for perfect is parfait, and I know that I'm a teacher, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. For those of you who are non-native English speakers who teach English, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You love the language, you speak it very well, but you still have a bit of an accent when you speak. Um, Yu Ting has the next question. Uh, let's see here. Um, so the question is, let me find it here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, hi, lovely Bob. It's Angie from Taiwan. Hi, Angie. Um, how do you do? My boss said that's our daily sugar and butter in our weekly meeting. What would you mind to explain the phrase? So we say bread and butter. Um, I, maybe there's other phrases, but my bread and butter is teaching. What that means is the job I do to make money is teaching. So that's my bread and butter. That's how I pay for all of our food and for our house. Um, so your boss might be saying a slightly different version of it, but basically uh, what is being said is that the job is what you do to make money. Uh, Kizmo has the next question. Um, uh, let's see here. I don't know the meaning of your first phrase, Kizmo. Kizmo says, teacher Bob, how are you? What does it mean? I don't want put her on a blast. Not sure, but I can tell you this in English, if you say that you had a blast or you should come with me to this concert, it's going to be a blast. It means that it's going to be fun or that it was fun. Um, and your second question, how to pronounce ghost asks months and guests. Do you admit the consonant sound before the S? So here we go. Um, our barn has ghosts in it. It doesn't, by the way, and I don't believe in ghosts, but our barn has ghosts in it. So you can hear ghosts. Um, the next one, um, he asks a lot of questions. 
Uh, he asks a lot of questions. Um, and then there are 12 months in the year. Months is a hard word for me to say, even as a native English speaker, months. Um, you got to get the TH sound out at the end. And then we had a lot of guests at our wedding. So there you go. Um, I'm not sure why, but uh, the bugs have come out and one just crawled across the camera lens. So hopefully, hopefully that's not a problem as we keep going. Uh, let's see here. There's a lot of words here near Jan, near Anjan. Hi, Bob. Could you explain the difference between precision, meticulous, scrupulous, cautious, and deliberate? So when you do something with precision, you do it well. So if I put this hat on and I want this to be precisely above my eyebrows, I would put this hat on. I would use some precision. So when you do something perfectly, you do it with precision. Um, when you are meticulous, it means that when you put something on or when you wear something or when you do something, you want everything to be orderly. So precision and to be meticulous are somewhat related. Um, if you're cautious, you are careful about things. Um, and if you are deliberate, you do it on purpose. Um, and then we're going to just, I want to make sure I don't get scrupulous wrong. It's not a common English word, by the way. Um, diligent, thorough, and extremely attentive to details is someone who is scrupulous. Um, and it could also mean, oh yeah, to, yes. So there you go. So all somewhat similar meanings, but still <clears throat> just a little bit different. Uh, let's see, Gleb has the next question. Gleb says, oh. I pasted it in the wrong spot. Gleb says, hello teacher, some verbs are said with get. Yeah, for example, get married, get lost, get dressed, and other. Also these verbs may be used without get in the same meeting, when should I use get? So Jen and I, when we were young, we were going to get married, and then we did get married. Um, so now Jen and I are married. You do have to use the word get there. You have to say that you we were going to get married. Um, um, and then this morning I got dressed, past form of get, so I got dressed. This morning I dressed, I got dressed. Uh, that's a tricky one. I'm not sure why, but I would use get with almost all of those. Um, get lost is not a nice thing to say to someone though. It means go away, but it's a very informal, rude way of saying it. Like, get lost. Like, you might have heard me say get lost before. Sometimes I'm like, get lost, bugs, because I want all of the insects and bugs to go away. Um, tricky question, actually. That's a tricky one. Um, so I don't know if I gave a good answer, but I did my best. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sorov, I don't know the answer to this. Sorov says, what's the meaning of the phrase cool hand Luke? I think cool hand Luke was a cowboy or something like that um, in a movie if I don't if I'm not remembering let's see here cool hand Luke yeah I don't know much about that phrase it's probably very old it's not very common uh, in spoken English uh, next question here we go Haley says hi Bob hi Haley um, which one is correct? I can choose who I want. I can choose whoever I want. Thank you so much. So you can say both. Um, if you are picking people for your team, you can choose whoever you want. Uh, you can choose who you want. Um, but I'm going to tell you something just a sec. Um, I can choose who... Yeah, I would probably say I can choose whomever I want. 
So there's a third option for you. So <laughs> English is weird. Um, let's see. QWERTY says, hi. Um, what is the difference between bother and disturb goodbye? So disturb is simply a little more formal. Sometimes when I'm trying to read, my kids bother me. Sometimes my kids disturb me when I'm reading. I would more likely use the word bother. I would say, ah, oh, my kids, sometimes they bother me when I'm reading. I'm trying to read and then they have lots of questions. They're always bothering me. I could say they're always disturbing me. It's just less common. Um, it means the same thing though, uh, for sure. Let's see here. Um, next question is from Simbat. Hi, Bob. Is it right to say, let me wipe the board first, for instance, during a meeting? Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes when I'm in my classroom, I need to wipe the board first before I can teach class because the teacher before me did not wipe the board. You can also say erase the board, but sometimes you need to wipe the board uh, before you can write on the board, for sure. Um, let's see here. Let me delete some questions. Next question is from Zulaheya. Zulaheya from Turkmenistan. Hi, Bob. What's your favorite product from Timmy's? So Timmy's is the nickname for the restaurant or coffee shop Tim Hortons here in Canada. Um, I really like Boston cream donuts. I like chocolate dip donuts. I like the cookie, but they changed the recipe. I don't like it as much anymore. Um, um, but uh, uh, I don't go to Tim Hortons very much anymore. I'm trying to uh, stay healthy and Tim Hortons has a lot of sweets and baked goods. Uh, so I don't go there too much. Well, sweets, sweet things. Sweets are candies, so a lot of sweet things. Let's see here. Um, next question from Ferris, the Torontonian. Hi, Bob. I got confused when I looked up the word overwhelming. I found many different meanings. Could you please explain what the heck this word means? Thanks in advance. So, um, the reason I'm laughing a little bit is because you found it overwhelming to try and find a definition for overwhelming. So when you find something to be overwhelming, it's too much uh, for you to process and you, you get a little bit emotional. Sometimes when people start driving, they find learning to drive to be overwhelming. Um, you have to steer and you have to put the vehicle in drive and use your signal lights. And there's so many things happening that you have trouble thinking about how to do it well. So you find it overwhelming. Um, when I first started doing live English lessons, I found it to be overwhelming. Um, I wasn't very good at it. Um, you should watch my first live stream. It, I think three people came and uh, I, I watch it every six months or so uh, just for a good laugh. It's pretty funny. Let's see here. Uh, next question is about grammar, so I'm going to skip it. Um, it's not that I don't like grammar, it just takes too long to explain. Um, next question. Nat Natalia, Bob, could you give examples how to use the word get? This word is so popular, so I'm confused. Sometimes I think it means all verbs. You know, I'm the, we use the word get in way too many verbs. Like I'm going to just, um, I'm going to get crazy right now and I'm going to run around or I'm going to um, tell someone to get lost like we mentioned earlier. Or I'm going to get out some bread and make a sandwich. Um, so what you'll want to do is you'll want to um, watch a video about phrasal verbs with get. I think I did one a long time ago. Um, let's see here. 
phrasal verbs with get. Now, I would just do a search on YouTube for phrasal verbs with get and start there. That would be great. Hey, I'm going to pause for a minute. I need a sip of tea. But I wanted to mention a few things. One is next week, Wednesday, uh, I've been invited to be on a live stream uh, on the Preply YouTube channel. So Preply is a company that you can hire people to speak English with you or other languages. Um, it's a great company. I've been talking with Pavlo from Preply a number of times via email uh, just to get to know each other. And uh, he said, hey, would you like to be on a live stream with us? And I said, sounds great. Um, so I'm going to be talking with someone from Preply next Wednesday at 2 o'clock. It is free. Um, if you go to my community page, you can sign up. The sign up gives you a reminder. Um, but if you have time next week, Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, um, jump over there. I will share the link on my community page as well um, so that you're aware. But if you can make it there, um, it might be fun. I'm not sure. They sent me uh, a few of the questions, but I'm not sure what questions they're all going to ask me. Um, so it should be really cool. Also, I did want to mention that uh, if you're new here, if you're one of the 633 people watching and you're not a subscriber to this channel, uh, hit that red button over there and subscribe. Uh, it's a good thing to do. Uh, I think it's a good thing to do. Um, it lets you know when I make new videos to help you learn English. And once again, thank you to all of my uh, members who help support this channel, but let's get back to the questions. Let me see here. Um, let's see here. Dimitro has the next question. Dimitro Gakura. Hi, Mr. Bob. Thanks for your job. Thanks for doing a good job. Little correction there. Um, what is the difference between instantly and immediately? So he did it instantly. He did it immediately. There's a slight difference there. Um, if I say that I need some tea, I could make the tea immediately. That does not imply that I'm done making the tea. It means that I immediately started making the tea. If I say that I made the tea instantly, it means I started and I finished really quickly. Like, if you do something instantly, you're done like, you know, it's cool. You're done in a flash. Can you snap your fingers? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm amused by small things. <laughs> So um, if you do something immediately, it means you do it right away and you get it done as quickly as possible. If you do something instantly, you start it right away and you're done really fast, okay? So I could say to my boss, um, oh, I'll do that work immediately. So that means that I will start doing that work right away. Um, if I say I'll do it instantly, it means I'm going to go start it and do it really fast and be done really, really quickly. Hey folks, we're at the point where uh, let me just check something here. I am going to switch the chat to members only and let me explain a little bit how that works. I appreciate all of the people who help support my channel. One of the things that happens if you support my channel by becoming a member is you can be part of the uh, members only part of every live lesson. So for about 10 minutes or so, um, the chat will be members only. If you are a member and you want to ask a question directly in chat, you may do that. Um, Elias has given me a super chat. Thank you so much. Hello, Professor Roberto. How are you and your family doing? I hope you are all well. Hugs here from Brazil. Well, hugs back, Elias. Thank you so much for that. Um, and yes, members, there are some new emojis for you to play around with if you want. Um, let's see here. Um, yes, and if you are... Vitaly Smirnov, do you sit on a kitchen chair? 
When I do my Friday morning live streams, I sit on a kitchen chair, but right now I'm actually sitting at my picnic table. I can't actually show you very quickly or easily, um, but I'm out here sitting at my picnic table. Um, actually, let me just see here. I don't want to mess things up too much, but you can see I'm sitting here at my picnic table doing my live lesson and hopefully all of the new equipment is working really well. Um, let's see here. Um, Alina, Teacher Bob, new emojis are awesome. I'm, I'm glad you like them. They're all different pictures of me. I like the one with bananas, especially. Um, let's see here. Lolly says, hi, Bob, get the hang of something and then learn the ropes. Same meaning, yes. When you learn the ropes, you learn how to do something. Usually you learn the ropes though from someone who knows how to do it. And when you get the hang of something, it means you know how to do it. So let me go back. They are slightly different. When you start a new job, you might learn the ropes from someone who's worked there for a long time. And once you know how to do the job, you would say that you got the hang of it. So slightly different. Um, let's see here. Daniel, Bob, do you use the expression white elephant for something big and unnecessary? You can, like we talk about the elephant in the room, um, but we also have white elephant gifts, which is a gift that is not necessarily big, but totally unnecessary. Um, let's see here. This is one of my favorites. Thanks, Sean. Um, uh, Bob will delete those emojis because of the spamming. I don't know. I was spamming them myself earlier, Vitaly. Um, Alina says, Teacher Bob, would it sound weird if I use reckon instead of think? So it depends. If I say, well, I reckon that would sound fine. You're going to sound a little bit like you're from the southern part of the United States. Um, and Brent can correct me here. Brent's from the northern part of the U.S., but uh, he is a bit of more of an expert than I am on American accents. So maybe learn American English with this guy could let us know but you might hear someone say well I reckon it's time for me to have a sip of tea I reckon that's some good tea I don't know I don't use the word reckon a lot but if you used it people would understand you Panthera Nori teacher Bob if I'm going to say it's my interest can that mean that it's important for me so that the thing to be done serves my interest so your interests are your hobbies or the things that you like to do so if you say it's my interest. Like if you say photography, it's one of my interests. Or for me, making YouTube videos is one of my interests. I'm talking about the things I like to do. Um, so let me see here. I think that's how I would explain it. It, it does mean it's important to you. But a little bit different here is um, like I find photography interesting. It's not one of my interests because I don't do photography, but I do find it interesting. So I like to look at photographs. I hope that made a bit of sense. Anyways, um, Lolly Lolly says, thanks, Bob. Pas de problème, Lolly Lolly. C'est pas du problème de tu. Panthera Nori, sorry for describing that quite difficulty. No problem. There are so many benefits of being a member of this channel. Thanks, Brent. Um, Sam. Let's see here. Wait, Bob, could you explain home versus house? A house is just the building that you live in. The home is the same thing, but it refers more to um, the people and the building and the things that are there. So, you know, when you say, I like to go home, you are talking about the house, but more you are talking about the place where the book is that you're reading and where your family is and where you like to cook. So the home is more than the building. That's how I would describe it. Let's see here. Um, 
I love the video about marriage. It's super awesome. I hope that you will make more videos which interact with your family. Maybe you could make one with Lucas. I will ask him and we will see, but we're, I'm not sure. It's up to him. It's for him to decide. Um, Vitaly says, the first picture is me becoming a member and then the next one is me quitting being a member. Um, uh, Sean says, I can wait to have these emojis on my channel. I go crazy making a ton of funny ones. Yeah, you start with four, Sean, and then you slowly you get more. Um, Brent, my wife Jamie is from the South Alabama, Roll Tide. We did two videos on American Southern slang on my channel, and we covered I Reckon. So I reckon if you have a question about that phrase, it'd be a good idea to watch that video. Uh, Annette, hi, Teacher Bob. What is the difference between these and those? Um, so these are closer, right? So, um, well, let me see. I don't have anything close to me. Um, here, I'm going to have to move the camera. So if I said, for instance, these dandelions are really big, but they're close to you, when you say those, they are far away. Um, I think I moved the camera and I messed up the connection, didn't I? Let, hopefully it goes back to normal again. Sorry about that. Um, Lolly Lolly says, J'aime quand tu parles français. Merci beaucoup. Um, let's see here. As a member, you can have worksheets and quizzes. Yeah, and there's some Quizlet sets too that you can use. Um, Gleb, thank you so much for your lesson and for answers about get. The, this question about get and verb is really tricky for me. It's tricky for everyone learning English, Gleb. Um, phrasal verbs and phrasal verbs with get and other words are very, very tricky and challenging. Um, teacher Bob, I have one more question. What is a bald patch? So I don't have one, okay? My grandfather on my mom's side had a full head of hair when he was 65, and I hope I have the same hair. So if I had a bald spot, there would be no hair right there, and we would call that a bald spot. Also, or a bald patch, either one. Um, you can also have a bald patch on the tires of your car, so there's no tread on that part of the tire. Um, Teacher Bob, somebody says grammar books should be used as a dictionary. Um, is, nope, that flipped on me. Is this right? Um, it would be good to have a book on grammar and a book uh, and a dictionary. I would say both. They are definitely different books for sure. For me in French, I have a dictionary. I have a book that tells me how to conjugate verbs um, and etc. Uh, let's see. Abanasi, hi Bob, thanks for having this live stream regularly. How do you prepare yourself before this channel? Because it seems like you've got lots of questions. I just answer them as quick as I can. Um, I've always liked answering questions quickly. I have taught high school for over 20 years, so I'm somewhat used to having people ask me lots of questions. So I just try to answer it. If I can't, then I move on. Let's see here. In Canada, do you need a license to ride a motorcycle and another to drive the car? It is the same card, but if you drive a car, it has a G on it for general license. And if you get your motorcycle license, it also has an M for motorcycle on it. Uh, let's see here. What's the difference between film and movie? I could go see a film. I could go see a movie. Uh, I could watch a film. I can watch a movie. We use them interchangeably. We use movie more. Like my kids watched a movie last night. Um, that would be a more common thing to say. Um, let's see, I hope I didn't miss anybody. Let me just scroll back to see. Okay, let's get back to some of the questions from the sheet. Uh, Annette. Annette from Quebec. For you, Teacher Bob, who speaks French. <laughs> 
Stalactitum et Stalagmite Monts. Thank you very much for live stream. Oh, Stalactite. Oh, very much. Oh, I see. S'il y a un T, c'est tombe, puis un stalactite tombe, et puis s'il y a un M, stalagmite monte. So that's how you can tell the difference in French. Merci beaucoup. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> the word film is more for snobs. Yeah. So you say, I went to see a film the other night. Um, Sean says, I, drive a motor I drove a motorbike in Vietnam, but I don't have a license. Don't tell anyone. Um, and Marina, hello, Teacher Bob. What is the nearest holiday in Canada? So this Monday is actually a holiday. It is Victoria Day. Because we were originally a British colony and because we still have a queen, we have some holidays associated with the country of Britain. Uh, this Monday is called Victoria Day. Usually we go see fireworks, but we won't be doing that this year. Um, let's see here. Um, c'est exactement ça, teacher Bob. Merci beaucoup, Annette. Um, let's see here. You know how you're afraid to speak English sometimes? Um, I always, I'm always afraid to speak French when I'm doing my videos because I always make mistakes. But I should just speak more French for those of you that speak French. Let's see here. Um, next question. <coughs> Um, Bo Yan says, Hi Bob, nice to meet you here. This is Jan from Singapore. I would like to know whether there are host families for travelers in the Canadian countryside. There are some. There is some agritourism in Canada. But what you want to do is just go to the website called Airbnb and you would be able to find something. Okay, um, That's a website where you can find places to stay in people's homes. Uh, backing up, Alina says, Teacher Bob, how would I use innermost? Is it about feelings? Yes. So when you talk about your innermost feelings, you're talking about the feelings you don't share with a lot of people. Okay. So if you are dating someone and you really like them, at a certain point when you trust them, you would start to share your innermost thoughts and your innermost feelings. So it has to do with thoughts and feelings. So they are the things you don't share with every everyone you meet. But when you uh, know someone well in life, a really good friend, or maybe you're dating someone, you would share your innermost thoughts and your innermost feelings. Um, let's see here. We'll have to learn French to ask Bob a question soon. Oui, uh, il faut apprendre le français pour ça. Uh, that sounded totally like a Canadian goose. Cool. I love when you speak French. It's so great. Uh, J'aime quand tu parles français. C'est super. Uh, Sean says... Sean's just having a conversation with Brent. Awesome. By the way, I love it when other English teachers have real English conversations in the chat. It's happiness for everybody. Um, let me grab the next question here. We will flip the chat back in a moment, everybody. Um, Harry from Indonesia. Hi, Teacher Bob. Good to see you again. And how are you? I have a little question. What's the difference between death, dead, and die? Thank you so much. Sorry about my question. So. Death is the, the, what we use to describe when people uh, die. The fact that we all live our life and eventually um, at the end there is death. You will die, there is death. So notice when you use the word die, it's a verb and death is a noun. Um, and then when someone is dead, they're not alive anymore. Okay, so um, I'm not sure if you can see it. 
there's a tree over there that died. So it died last year and now it is dead. Death is something that's pretty common with trees in Canada. As much as you see a lot of trees that are alive, there are there is also a lot of trees that die. And so there is death. So hopefully that made some sense. Um, let me uh, switch the chat back to everybody. I do want to once again thank everyone who supports my channel. You guys are awesome. You really do help me out. Um, let's see here. Uh, thanks, Teacher Bob. I noticed that after your explanation, I start using those words. That's from Alina. It's, it's true. When you ask a question about certain things, you tend to use that word or phrase later. Uh, Abby, what's your suggestion if people want to use some difficult to pronounce words such as deteriorating? Well, <coughs> I do highly recommend that you uh, listen to someone pronouncing it, say it yourself, record yourself, listen to yourself off the recording and see if you can mimic how the native speaker is saying it. Um, let me get to the next question. Um, sorry to be coughing a little bit. I don't have a cold. I'm not sick. Um, I do think this is something uh, I have not determined, but I might have allergies a little bit at this time of year because when I go outside, sometimes my throat feels a little bit sore and my nose is a little bit stuffed up, but I don't have a cold. I feel great, but um, I think I might be allergic I might have allergies um, at this time of year. I've never really uh, gone to the doctor to get that checked out, but um, certainly I'm wondering this morning if that's what's happening. Notice every time I stop talking, the, the Canadian geese talk in the background. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Alina, hi teacher Bob. I've read that we use talk with when two or more people talk to each other and talk to when one person tells someone to do something. So when I talk to my kids, I tell them what the rules are. So I can say talk to and I can be talking to a bunch of people. It usually means it's not a conversation, but it can be. You know, when I talk to Jen about the future, it means we're both talking. When I talk with Jen about the future, it means that we are both talking. So Talk to can mean one person talking to one other person or many, but talk to and talk with can mean the same thing. It's certainly not the same as, um, let's see, I was going to say, yeah, so they can mean the same. Now, if you're in trouble, you might get a talking to. That means that like a dad is talking to one kid. Like if my kids don't clean up their stuff in the house, if they make a mess, they get a talking to. That means that I talk to them and I do the talking to make sure that they uh, keep things clean and tidy in the house. Uh, let me get to the next question. Lucas says, Lucas Pierre, hi Bob, what is the name of those yellow flowers behind you? These are dandelions. These grow uh, in the lawn uh, in North America. Hopefully this doesn't mess up the focus. Um, but dandelions are a very, very common weed. So they're beautiful for some people and other people hate them, um, but they are, they're called dandelions. Uh, when we were kids, <clears throat> we would try to, um, like we would run around and we would try to put dandelions on people because if you rub it on your skin, it turns yellow. Um, so we did that to bug each other as kids, but yeah, it is a dandelion. Let's see here. Uh, next question. 
It's from Muhammad. Muhammad says, hello, Bob. So the motorcycles are out today. I'm not sure if you heard that one. Hello, Bob. I, I went to college in Canada. Please give me a suggestion the best university there. Oh, you want to go to college or university in Canada? Well, University of Toronto is good. University uh, Western University in London is good. We have a London as well. Okay. Um, almost any university in Canada is awesome. Queens is awesome. Um, just pick one. You'll have a great time and you will learn a lot. Um, Thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel. Unfortunately, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I do need to take a lesson in learning how to pronounce names that use other alphabets. But thank you so much, uh, whoever you are, for joining and becoming a part of, uh, becoming a member of my channel. Uh, let's see here, next question um, is from Savvy. Hi Bob, could you explain to me what this phrase means? A blessing in disguise thank you thanks a lot in advance so a blessing in disguise is something that when it first happens or when you first get it it's something you thought you didn't want but later it ended up being really really cool and really really awesome um, a blessing in disguise would be something like um, maybe the people who move in next door are really really loud and they play loud music all the time and you just don't like them as neighbors at first <clears throat> but you end up finding out that they're really nice people so it was a blessing in disguise so you end up having a good relationship and you like them a lot so when you initially don't like something or don't like a situation and then it turns out for the best or it's actually better than you thought you would say that it is a blessing in disguise um, let me just check something here good relationship and cool now uh, let's see here daniel has the next question sorry i'm not going to get through all the questions today just so that you know uh, daniel says what does this expression mean in the phrase high off life so you can be high on life you can be high off of life High is usually used to refer to the feeling you get um, when you use drugs, um, but we also use it to talk about life in general. So you can just feel so good that you're feeling high on life, okay? Um, I use the word on, by the way. So when you're high on life, you just are super happy, you're smiling, and you just feel really good about life, um, and you're just high on life. So, and it's fine to use that phrase. It doesn't have anything to do with drugs. It's, it was borrowed from that. Uh, let's see here, Vitaly has the next question. <clears throat> Vitaly says, hello, teacher Bob, how to pronounce the word though, and could you explain how to use this word? Um, so the word is though, it's a hard word to explain how to use because even though I use it a lot, um, I don't know exactly why I use it. So there's phrases like, even though you can use it by itself, like at the end of a sentence, I could say, um, it was really nice to do this. Yes, it was, a, it was really nice to do this live stream outside though. Yeah, you're gonna have to watch a video on it. It is a complex word along with its friend, although. Uh, uh, but I would say even though is used to introduce a sentence um, and though is kind of used just to punctuate uh, something. Um, that is not an e I need a better answer for that question because it comes up um, quite a bit actually. Uh, Ramon says, can you help me to teach English online, please? Do you want to teach English or do you want to learn English? If you want to teach English, um, <clears throat> 
just start making YouTube videos. That's what I would say. Uh, if you want to learn English, start watching YouTube videos. Maybe do Duolingo if it's available in your language. Um, but certainly uh, do that for sure. Um, let's see here. What is, this is from Abdullah. Hi, Bob. What is the most used phrase in English that you can learn to speak faster? Um, you know, I'm one of the few English teachers who doesn't think you can learn a language quickly. I think it takes time. I know you will see videos on the internet that say, learn English in 30 days. Um, become fluent in English in two months. And I think it takes a lot longer than that. So there's no one phrase, there's no magic bullet. A magic bullet is when um, something is really quick and easy. Um, it's just a lot of hard work. So anyways, work hard, learn lots, uh, and eventually you will get there. Hey, I do want to just kind of wrap things up here. First of all, I want to thank all of my members. There is a link in the chat if you want to become a member and support my channel. Um, I do want to also thank all those who have subscribed to my channel. There is a link in the chat that you can click to subscribe or you can just click the red button below. If you didn't watch the video from this past week, you can click the link in the chat. It's a great video about shops and stores. I actually went out in the world for once. I was happy about that. Um, I'm not sure what this Tuesday's video will be yet. I have to check my list of ideas and decide on something. But anyways, uh, thank you all for watching. Um, thank you very much for being here. I hope that I was able to answer your question. I know there are lots of questions on the list that I didn't get to. And again, I apologize for that. That is just how this works. I can't answer all the questions every week. Um, anyways, thanks for being here. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you like this video. Um, share any of my videos with people you know who are learning English. I appreciate that as well. And again, don't forget, next Wednesday at 2 p.m., I will be live on the Preply YouTube channel. Um, if you go to my community tab on this page, you can find a link to sign up. It doesn't cost money. Just sign up. <clears throat> You will get an email reminder when it starts. I will also share the link on my community page close to the start point. Um, but if you have time next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, why don't you join that? Uh, thanks to Brent for being here, helping out in the chat. Thanks to Sean for being here, helping out in the chat. Uh, thanks to Todd and Dave especially for moderating the chat. You guys are awesome. Uh, and thank you again to everyone that was here. You guys are great. Uh, have a good weekend. Have a good day. I'm going to push the stop button now because otherwise I just keep talking. Uh, even when my throat's a bit sore, I just keep talking. I should stop, shouldn't I? Anyways, thanks a lot. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.